0: go again with the Hong Kong Football Podcast coming to you from a hot and sweaty Hong Kong after a fortnight in which Lee Man blunted Sandro and Dayan to scupper Eastern and Kitchy plans There was a goal fest and James Harrod his best while Happy Valley prop up the rest and in the summer heat the top two will meet with kitschy champs if they avoid defeat We've got a lot to talk about Lee Man tearing it up In the HKPL Championship Round, representative team news, some Hong Kongers on the Mainland news and lots of other stuff too, I'm sure. My name as ever is James Legg and I'm joined as ever by Editor-in-Chief of Offside.hk, Tobias Duser. Hello. Toby, how's it going? Great, cannot complain, just too hot. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us is
1: Asia sports writer Jonathan White. Hi James. How are you, Johnny? All right. It is also a bit hot where I'm sat as well. <laughs> okay, that is going to be the last mention of the Heat. Is it though?
0: Possibly not. Okay. <laughs> Big title showdown this Sunday. Kichi will face Eastern at 3 pm Hong Kong Stadium. If Eastern win, they are the champions. Any other outcome and Kichi retain their crown. But how did we get here? They were runaway league leaders in the regular season but now the side has had a particularly inspiring postseason. last time we spoke Kichi were unbeaten they are now very much beaten <laughs> yesterday they lost 2-1 to Pegasus who scored through Sun, Ming, Him and Lao hok Ming Clement Benadouche with the goal for Kichi you guys were there how was the game?
2: Very hot, this is what I can remember. <laughs> it, getting, it, really, it really was. Welcome yeah. to
0: the Hong Kong Temperatures
2: podcast. Boy, <laughs> if we got some temperatures for you. It was very hot and this also affected the teams, especially you could see it in the first half. I think that was very much the whole narrative for the last week in terms of watching games, you could see the, the heat is really bothering them. Some players are also very outspoken about how it is maybe a little bit controversial to play very early kickoffs in the afternoons.
0: So for anyone who isn't in Hong Kong at the moment, it's about, what, 31, 32 degrees? As you will always hear,
2: 32 degrees, but it feels like 39.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, because of, <laughs> of the yeah. Hong Kong humidity. And it is, it's, it's hot out there.
2: I wouldn't like to play in football. But that all said, right, it's not the first year that they play football in hong kong <laughs> yeah. in may or in june so and even in the future right, if they if they consider to play it across a, a calendar year then we will have the same discussion again that all said uh, it was a bit of a strange game because kichi fielded a second string team uh, already knowing that actually the result will not affect anything for the last match day against Eastern. Kichi were arresting a lot of the regular players, and so you could already see a good chance for Pegasus to maybe grab these opportunities and win. And they started off right from the bat with a 1-0 lead in the first 10 minutes. And yeah, throughout, I think Pegasus were very much a competitive team and well-deserved win.
1: I think Toby's got it right there. Yeah, the real winner with the water breaks. <laughs> Kitschi still, you know, despite being a second-string team, there was some positives there. Matthew War isn't second-string and he set up the goal. Alex Kande looked off the pace, but he did score before it was chalked off. Rightly, it seemed, for offside. If he'd have held his run for half a yard, he'd tap it in to all. It was very strange that Kitschy let a goal in so soon after they'd just equalised. But yeah, they, there were some positives for their you know, non-regular starting players. Um, it just seems a bit weird that two games into the split, you can play your reserves and the result doesn't matter. And it all comes down to the final game on Sunday. It does indeed. Before that game, Kitschie also lost to Lee
0: Mann, Gill, Scored the only goal in the 95th minute as the bees saw off the champs at the Mong Kok. Kind of cagey first half. Again, it seemed as though both teams were waiting for the heat to die down before actually getting into some football. I mean, Lee It he felt as though it was an extremely well-judged performance. They came out quite defensively. There was no recognised forward. I think Yuto Nakamura was playing as a kind of false nine, but it was... A very defensive setup to begin with. They had Gil and Jonathan Acosta on their bench. But they held Kitschie at bay. They brought on Gil and Acosta. And it was Acosta's lovely pass that sent Gil through on goal for his well-taken finish. I thought it was a really nicely judged performance by Chan Hyo Ming. Kitschy did have a goal ruled out for offside near the end. And a strong penalty call, but were generally held at bay. It was their first defeat of the season. Of course, that's now two. Defeats following this loss to Pegasus. Lee followed that up with a 2-1 win over Eastern. Goals from Anlock Fung and an 88 minute winner from Choi Wan Kit. Anne's goal was an absolute
2: rocket. It, contender for goal of the season, anyone? I would think so. Of course, he has some rivals there with other great goals just recently scored. More on that later. More on that later.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> but it makes you wonder where was this great Lehman form? earlier in the season they only picked up one point in their four games against Eastern and Kitchi in the regular season and now they've beaten them both quite
1: nicely It does seem a little bit odd that they have come into this post-season post-split and they're taking it much more seriously than everyone else (laughs) This is, you know tournament football they're playing Mm. holding on for 90 minutes and then snatching a winner Fair play to them but the positive if you want to find it is that they should be able to do this next season in the regular season, beating the two teams who are going to be title favourites unless something changes. So that's that's great, but it is a little bit odd that you know it was a more up and down regular season. Maybe they just wanted to get in the
2: top four and chase the postseason glory, mm. or they thought it's a playoff and they didn't get the memo that <laughs> the title is not up anymore. But as Johnny said, Lehmann looked promising at the beginning of the season. Of course, they had then Andre retiring, the star striker. I think now Gill looks like a, a very good replacement for them as well in the, in the long run. And Bleda is injured, as we know. But yeah, definitely will be still joyful to watch them again taking on Eastern in the AFC Cup if this is going to Happen or not at the end of June. But now Lehman is still, of course, in contention for third place and an AFC Cup spot for next year as well.
1: Maybe they're the lineal champs because Kitchy, unbeaten regular season, mm. Lehman beat him, new champions of Hong Kong. They go and beat Eastern, they keep the title. We should think of it like that, like the boxing. Yeah, or like um, the WWF hardcore title. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. That's just something for the HKFA to think about. Or Lehman fan TV. I reckon they can make it a bell. <laughs> Um, oh, and the other result was that Eastern beat Pegasus 4 0 in the first round. So the championship round table looks like this Eastern and Kitchy 1 and 2. Sorry, the other way round. Kitchy and Eastern 1 and 2. Uh, both on 34 points, but of course, Kitchy have a superior head to head record. Pegasus a third of 28 points. Lee Manor a point behind them. We can talk about the remaining fixtures a little bit later, but who wants to hear about what's been going on in the relegation round? Not me, oh no, <laughs> go ahead,
1: <laughs> go ahead.
0: <laughs> Rangers beat Resources Capital 6-0, two goals each for Philip Chan and Janino. one each for Wong Chun-Hin and Lo Kuan Yi. that
1: low goal has got people talking. Certainly has, some people consider that to be a GOTS candidate. Yeah, I strongly disagree, now look, I am
0: a long standing Lo Kuan Yi fan. Oh, so you liked him before he was cool. <laughs> yeah, I liked him before this goal. However, the goalie for Rescat, Lam Chung Kit, kicks it straight to him, and then it look then, then when Low shoots, it looks like he's getting lobbed. But then Lam he makes it to the line in time and just kind of looks up and lets it go over. Him. Like I don't really feel like he's been beaten there. I think I think
1: he's like he's conceded for some reason that he's about to concede the goal. Well maybe he just you know, wasn't used to being under the floodlights because games in Hong Kong have all been moved to 3pm of late <laughs> <laughs> and he lost it in the air He was blinded by the light Yeah I think the keeper has cleared it he's probably not cleared it as well as he wanted to but Lowe's what, 40, 45 yards out he's on a he's on touchline he's going backwards to chest it in he readjusts his feet comes in some people would call it a half volley that is a debate for another day <laughs> But, no self set Yeah, it's it's on the bounce. And he's uh, returned it with interest, I think is the uh, correct way of putting it. And it's gone straight in. It's arrowed into the top corner. The fact the keeper may or may not have got back, I think, is neither here nor there. That is outstanding technical skill. Toby, do you, would you like to settle this?
2: Well, to be honest, when I saw the goal, I kind of expected that James would disagree with it (laughs) because he's quite consistent in not supporting any goals where there's a bit of a chance that they are more of a lucky punch than intended. I'll take that. Uh, I thought it was a great goal, but if I would need to decide, I would still opt for the Ngan Lok Fung goal against Eastern.
0: Is that for goal of the weekend or goal of the season? I honestly we <laughs> need to review all the other goals well of course the other goal of the season contender was also for Rangers the halfway line effort for Augusto was that also against Rescat?
2: I think it was so that's a thing it's a so thing now to get like the instruction from the from Philippe Lee just <laughs> try it from the half line <laughs> <laughs> so then it's not a lucky punch yeah and it's strategic mm. work the keeper lads work the
0: keeper <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, more on that as we as we get it. Uh, Southern also be happy. Valley to one, they're top of the group for now. Rangers a second. Rescap a third. Valley sit bottom. Speaking of Southern, their striker James Haar continues his excellent form, scoring again against Valley. That is eighth in his last ten, which could bode well for his chances of starting for the Hong Kong representative team. Speaking of which, topic change. segue Mick Supartalainen has named his squad for next month's FIFA World Cup qualifiers for Qatar 2022 they face Iran Iraq and Bahrain in their remaining group games it will be Hong Kong's first game since December 2019 these matches of course also serve as qualifiers for the 2023 Asian Cup in China you guys have seen the squad what are the headlines?
1: well there are a few headlines. Nine players that Mixu's not worked with before. Uh, several new caps. He was quick to point out that just because you get a Hong Kong passport doesn't mean you automatically get a new cap. <laughs> you know, you're not automatically brought into the fold. There's a few new names in there. The other headline, um, yeah. I'm sure Toby will get to the names in a minute. Um, the other headline is that none of the players based in China are allowed to play. Um, this was put down to complications of getting them in and out um, with quarantine and then certificates to prove that they were okay. Interestingly enough uh, Wu Lei who just left Espanol to return to the China fold uh, appears to have been fast-tracked through quarantine on his arrival back in the country so you know maybe that could have been afforded to some Hong Kong footballers but apparently not.
0: Yeah so let's start with some of those absentees, uh, those mainland-based players you mentioned, such as Leung Noh Hang, Tan Chun Lok and Ling Ai Hoi, they're big misses?
2: Uh, definitely, I would say the biggest misses are Tan Chun Lok and Leung Noh Hang. Both are playing regularly at the clubs, respectively, in Chinese Super League and in China League One. Leung Noh Hang has a very good season with his team. Uh, Ling Ai Hoi does not get a game and Andy Russell plays for a very weak side, which is struggling with relegation this season, so also not a great season for him so far. So if it comes down, then it's, re- it's really Leng Nok Hang and Tanchen Lok who are the big absentees.
0: Okay, so that's the players who couldn't make it from mainland China. Some players are missing because Mixu doesn't fancy them. Danny Cancela of Kichi, Sean Say Se, also of Kichi, Philip Chan, who just got a couple for Rangers.
2: Well, Danny Cancela, of course, is, I believe, now 39 years old. So... I think it might be just a fair consideration to give other players a chance instead to prove themselves a national team. Uh, Strangely, however, I think the current squad does not have a real left back. Won't One Kitlet play left back? He's usually a a trained right back. He can play left back if he is asked to. He can play both. Um, That said, of course, Philip Chen was also a little bit of a controversial decision, uh, especially because when it was pointed out that Philip Chen is missing, the Hong Kong away facebook admin was posting a reply that yeah he has been terrible in his previous performances Um, this is the fa there was the official fa account and then uh, one day later there was a a post on the fa facebook uh, page from the facebook admin (laughs) (laughs) apologizing that he forgot to switch his account before replying well which is still a bit of a weird apology because even though then you reply with your Private account, you're still like in, in your double role as a, an employee for the FA. Mm. Maybe you should not just voice your opinion at all in that regard, especially if you do not have nice things to say about representative team players. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a bit of a drama, Hong Kong style football <laughs> drama.
0: So, that's who's out, who's in. The newly called up Brazilian born Hong Kongers uh, joining the, the setup are Fernando, Clayton Alfonso, and Diego Eli. Kind of classic, late early '30s arrival on the on the international Hong Kong scene. <laughs> uh, but they're good players, right? Fernando is an excellent player, uh, you know, has been for years in in Hong Kong Premier League. Clayton is having a really good season for Eastern. Diego Ellie is, you know, he's always
1: been a solid midfielder. Any thoughts on these call ups? I think they were expected as soon as you know the paperwork was confirmed. I think everyone thought they were going to come into the team, you know, despite any protestations otherwise, that this is not an automatic thing. You know, these are solid players in the Hong Kong Premier League. Mixu pointed out, again, in his, uh, let's not call it a press conference, in, in, in the WhatsApp messages we were sent, <laughs> he pointed out that, you know, these are players who were relied upon for clubs that are chasing titles in Hong Kong year in, year out. And the fact that they're relied upon to make a difference, Fernando especially, you know, hopefully they can make a difference for Hong Kong. We've just seen the Lee-Man plan, maybe, uh, you know, with Iran, Iraq and even Bahrain essentially being kitschy to Hong Kong's Lee-Man in these qualifiers. Mm. Hold on, snatch a goal. But there's players there who can make a bit of a difference, so I think they're good additions. Yeah, going back to players like Danny Cancella, he's 39 now, which, you know, he's 39 (laughs) until he's 40, as they say. (laughs) That's how it works. Yeah. If Hong Kong are looking beyond these World Cup qualifiers, because Qatar 22... Is not really on the horizon. Looking at the AFC Cup a year later, he'll be 41. It's time perhaps to bring in these younger players who, even though you know they, they're late on the international scene, they're still going to be young enough in two years' time. So it's a bit of a shift, but hopefully a good one.
0: Yeah, and I mean to speak about Fernando. I mean I think he's been a little bit quieter over the past couple of seasons, but look, this is a guy who, if we can get him, on, if Hong Kong can get him on the ball. He is gonna scare defenders, like he can run at people. Like not everyone can do that, you know, and he can go by players and he can score goals. And Hong Kong, whenever they play, especially against the stronger teams, are reliant on that. They're reliant on a little bit of magic from individuals who can make things happen on their own. Like they're not going to dominate the ball. They're not gonna create loads of chances. So Fernando, a bit like Geordie a few years ago, is the kind of guy who if you can just get him the ball in a proper position. You just never know. You've always got a chance. And so I think that's exciting. You mentioned Lee Man. There are actually quite a few arrivals from them. Um, of course, their captain, Lok Fung, who is making his first Hong Kong squad since 2013. Also, Zhang Kam To, uh, centre back, UY Lim. A couple of others I've probably forgotten. Oh, Trey Wang Kit, um, but he's he's a regular for Hong Kong now. There's also a debut nod for kitschy forward, Matthew Orr, oh, who's had a good season, right?
1: I think he's had a really good season. Especially considering, you know, this kitschy forward line tends to uh, focus on the more experienced footballer, if you like. Mm. Dejan coming in, 39, and tearing the league up, to be fair to him. (laughs) Alex Akande coming back, uh, who's also no spring chicken. Yeah, it's nice to see him elbow his way into both the kitschy team this season
2: on the regular and now the representative team. And also one more player. We know that, Leung Noh Khan cannot make it, so instead of himself, he's sending his older brother, <laughs> Leung Kun-chung, <laughs> who is standing in for him. But no, it's a first call-up for Leung Kun-chung, which is also a good achievement for him.
0: Yeah, a little surprising, given that he's, you know, he's been around the local game for so long. Won the league, of course, with Tai Po a couple of seasons ago, and he's in contention again this season with Eastern. So that's the personnel. Hong Kong are currently fourth in the five-team group with Cambodia bottom. Now, these are all going to be tough games. Um, I, I said them earlier, but I'll, I'll repeat them. Iran, Iraq and Bahrain. It's all happening in Bahrain, by the way. It really is all happening in Bahrain. <laughs> I think that's the uh, tourist tagline. <laughs> Hong Kong aren't really expected to pick up any points here, are they? No,
1: I think that's the, uh, the short answer. Going into these games, those three teams could all top the group, I believe. And Iran, you know, strongest team in Asia on paper. Or long have been. Uh, Iraq are no slouches. Bahrain have impressed. It is in Bahrain. I don't think we know what the fan situation will be at this stage. But you know, Hong Kong are going in there as underdogs. And I think if they can come out with a point, that would be very creditable. And all these points count because the more you can get, the higher up you are for the uh, Asian Cup. And that's got
2: to be the real target.
1: Isn't there a bit of a problem with COVID-19 in Bahrain at the
2: moment? Yeah, they're very much following the trend right now in Asia, uh, and they have about 1,500 cases per day, which, depending where you are, could be a lot or could be not so much. Uh, But in Bahrain, which has just a population of 1.6 million people, 1,500 cases per day is a lot. And if they are not getting it under control, and they, they are actually having like 50% of people vaccinated already, uh, but they have this sudden surge. So it is to see if they can really host a group. I think we're still talking about the Olympic Games going to happen. Right? <laughs> so I think it will be a last minute decision by FIFA or AFC if it can go ahead or not. But do not book your flights to Bahrain yet. <laughs> Just yet. That's all what i say. That's <laughs> advice to the HPFA as much as anyone, I think. <laughs>
0: Has there been any mention of the vaccination status of the players?
2: We only know about the ones who are very open about it on social media. (laughs) Instagrammy, yeah. But I don't think it's a requirement for them.
0: If I was getting on a plane, I'd be vaccinating myself. It's just a thought. Not doing it myself. (laughs) Uh, I I would go to an accredited clinic. (laughs) Summer in (laughs) (laughs) Mongkok. But I mean, you know, vaccination's now relatively easy in Hong Kong because... It's quite easy to get a spot, so yeah. just a thought if you're a Hong
1: Kong player. Anything else? The only other thing of note is that Syed Bakker is in the uh, the Bahrain squad. Who's he? You might remember him from such uh, racist gestures <laughs> as uh, he made against Hong Kong, what, November 2019? It was a testy game, played out, 0-0 draw. Hong Kong were accused of time wasting by the Bahrain players. There was a bit of a fracas at the end, and Baka made a gesture towards the fans as he walked down the tunnel. FIFA gave him the mandatory 10-match ban for violating their "don't be a racist" rule book. Wait, and,
2: they played 10 games <laughs> since, <laughs> since.
1: So the thing is, this 10-match ban clearly includes domestic games. Mm. Oh. Uh, it wasn't a 10-match international ban, because there's no chance, because no-one's <laughs> played since then. But he's there in the squad, and it'll be interesting to see what treatment he gets from the Hong Kong players, if they've stewed on this. don't think there'll be much fan treatment, given yeah. the smaller way allocation of zero. But, yeah, it's a, a little side note, and, you know, maybe it's all going to be kissing and making up, socially distanced handshakes. Well, at least
0: walking disciplinary case Anlock Fung has been brought into the squad so <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's there to offer some retribution I don't know, know.
1: <laughs> they could be taking sort of the uh, the ice hockey or baseball uh, throwing a picture at the fellow who's upset you or yeah. starting a fight immediately after the first whistle, see if anyone drops their gloves in yeah. the, the Hong Kong barre match, which is the last of the three so Hong Kong have nothing to lose at that point potentially yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, over in mainland China, Chun Dai, I mean, Hong Konger, broadly, maybe not in a footballing sense. He got two goals for Shenzhen FC in a 2-2 draw with Shandong Taishan in the Chinese Super League. Not bad at all. Anyone want to guess who got the other two goals for Shandong? Was it Marouane Fellaini? It was, it was Marwan Fellaini. Former Everton midfielder Marwan Fellaini. Yeah. Speaking of former Manchester United <laughs> midfielders Charlie Scott yes he is also a former Manchester United midfielder and he thought it was too hot that's a rhyme that's right. we're going to start the whole episode again Charlie Scott thinks it's too hot okay uh, no. I'll tell you what no hey look I'm in charge I'm the one who does the rhymes I didn't know that the manager of Shenzhen FC is Jordy Cruyff Jordi Cruyff yeah of um, Alavers Manchester United and Famous Dad fame? Yeah, he's
1: been there since uh, the middle of last season. Doing a good job, certainly with uh, Dai Wei Jun, as they like to call him on the mainland. He's getting a tune out of him, certainly. Doing well? Yeah, two really good finishes, And his international future has not yet been committed to Hong Kong. He's made overtures. Um, that he would like to play for China. And Undertowers, I hear. Yeah. Um, the Chinese media has been reporting that his Mandarin's improving,
2: he's which is t- a requirement to make it. Yeah. yeah. I hear Elkerson is fluent.
1: Yeah, he's uh, typing in pinyin on his phone, which has been a big headline. <laughs> You know the, the goals are good and now Chinese fans are like well let's get him in the midfield so you can see that on the cards when the paperwork the requisite paperwork is filed with the relevant authorities Elsewhere north of the border Taipo legend Igor
0: Sartori was back in action for Meizhou Hacker recently he set one up for Meizhou
2: in a 1-0 win over Sichuan Jiuniu in China League 1 So I think we were talking about it last time that Sartori does not get a lot of games so far the main reason is first of all in china league one you're only allowed to register four foreign players only three of them in the match squad and only two of them playing at the same time on the field major have two very very good strikers so usually then how the setup is that there will be one foreign player who comes in from the bench later in the game and this at the moment is satori so i don't think it really comes down to his performance But of course, he's not like a center forward as the others are. So he might bring in like fresh legs for the last 30 minutes and then can make a difference. Going well so far for Major in the league as well. And certainly he has a role to play in the team.
0: Okay, well, good for him. Great player. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every two weeks, dropping on each second Wednesday. Make sure you never miss our latest show, By subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This weekend, there's a lot of football in the Hong Kong Premier League. On Saturday, there will be the second round of relegation division fixtures. (laughs) Rangers will play Southern, COS1 Sports Ground, 3pm. These sides are currently first and second in the relegation group. So this could have a bearing on who takes home the dubious honour of winning that group, but also I think a cash prize of some variety.
1: Will it be a trophy? I don't think it's a trophy anyone it wants. It shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone should get a trophy of varying sizes. <laughs> Just slightly smaller, like yeah. Russian dolls. Yeah. Yeah. How small would the smallest one be for the relegation team, like yeah. the Ashes? smaller like uh, like a lego minifig could hold it okay and then they go progressively bigger something to look into
0: yeah um the other two teams happy valley and rcfc are in a bit of a bit of a relegation tussle actually valley a bottom res cap a second bottom they play each other also in cc1 at 5:30. so it's a double header if you want to make a day of it get out to the east of the island take a lot of water with you because I've heard it's hot With a win Valley could pull Redscap into a Final day Relegation drama But if the men in pink Can beat Valley And of course They did the double Over them before the split Then they could Relegate them Valley could be relegated That's the headline here But Let's talk about this For a second Will whoever Finishes bottom Actually be relegated No
1: <laughs> Also no
0: What an absolute swiz. You know, regular listeners who've been following Hong Kong football for a while will know that relegation doesn't really mean relegation, does it? If Valley were to finish bottom, but were to express an interest and the ability to play again in the Premier League next season, it's
2: probable they'd stay in the league, right? Yeah, most certainly.
1: <laughs> like, we're down to eight teams this season. I think they long term would like to get back to 10 teams. Mm. Um, and you can't be going to 10 teams if you kick out teams who are willing to play relegated or re- otherwise. Yeah, especially you know relatively historic
2: clubs with something of an in infrastructure. It will be more interesting who wants to come up. HKFC are going to win first division as it looks right now. I don't expect them to go for it again as they are very happy to remain an amateur side. But North District might have ambitions to go up there and maybe another district team like Sham jeux or Wing E Properties, um, who have these long ambitions. Now, then it comes down what the league wants, if they would like to try again putting together 10 clubs instead of 8, which would be more desirable. But I think all of this is just happening spontaneously <laughs> a few days before the new season. Yeah, we'll yeah.
1: know before the start of the new season. Okay.
0: So don't shed a tear if Happy Valley don't win at the weekend. On Sunday, it's the final round of the championship round, which is exciting. Kitchi versus
1: Eastern, Hong Kong Stadium, three o'clock predictions. Anyone? Um, I'd, I'd hope both teams go for it. I don't know if that's a prediction or a hope, as I've just <laughs> pretty clearly said. Kitchi are going to take a risk if they play for the draw. Last season, there was last day drama. R&F were in the mix back in the days when they existed Easton and R&F basically playing out for the chance to topple Kitschie Kitschey romped home and won the league was it 2017 when Easton and Kitchy played off for the Premier League title in mm. you know, a final day shoot off shoot out Sandro scoring a hat trick on that day maybe he could do it again for another title with another club <laughs> Serial winner, Sandro. Yeah, I just hope it's a good game of football. And it being at Hong Kong Stadium, there's gonna be a bit of shade down one side, so we might we might get some football even during the sunshine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a shame this isn't happening at the Mong Kok Stadium as it did I mean I think it was a sellout last time, right? You got six and a half thousand. And like you say, Kichi ran out four one winners that day. It was all a little bit of an anticlimax
1: I think at the time. We've got the drama we wanted. It's gone down to the final game. Mm. It might be an odd format. It might seem even more odd, given what's happened in the format. But last game of the season, top two teams, winner takes all. Yeah, the battle of the teams who couldn't beat Lee Man for the title. So yeah, as I think I mentioned
0: earlier, and I think you alluded to, a draw would suit Kichi because they've got a superior head-to-head record, even though both teams are on equal points. So Eastern have to win, and Eastern have looked a little bit blunt against Kichi this season. They lost one nil, they drew one all. However, if you look back, you know, looking back at that 2017 game, this is nowhere near as good a Kichi team as it was then. And I would actually say that this is a better Eastern team than then. They're much more even. Because actually, back then, there was a big difference, I think, between the two teams. The fact that they went in on equal points was a bit of an anomaly. Whereas now, I think they are actually very evenly matched. It would be pretty amazing if Eastern were to win it. Uh, Toby? <laughs> I don't have anything exciting to say because it's, 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 it's...
2: The drama sells itself. It sells itself, but then i I kind of already used to that following the drama, Kicchi is usually coming out on top. And I still believe that they have the better chances to win. And even if it just comes down to having the best striker in the league for this season as well, who can really make the difference on that day. Yeah, Are you I, talking
0: about Dejan Damjanovic?
2: I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Alexa Kande, who is back, by the way. Who is back, yes.
1: I'm hoping there's a Martin Tyler... A candy! I mean, <laughs> that would be good. 93rd minute winner. Everyone going mental. Limbs. <laughs> <laughs> scenes. All of that stuff. You'd love to see it.
0: Uh, later that day, uh, 5.30, Tinsha White Pegasus will play Lean Man at the Moncock Stadium. Not so much at stake in this one. Of course, It is. it will decide who finishes third in the league, which would get you an AFC Cup place next year, probably a little bit more prize money, bit of pride, and not finishing bottom of the championship round. It would be pretty amusing if Lehman, having beaten the top two teams, still finished bottom of that championship round. Pegasus, of course, have been a bit of a surprise package, and I think you know they, they really do deserve their third place that they've got at the moment. It could be an interesting game, but I don't know how much interest it's going to attract
2: given that most eyes will be on Hong Kong Stadium earlier that day. Well, at least he moved the kickoff. which it was we played at the same time. Uh, so there will be a few people that will make the short journey across the harbour to watch that game as well. A doubleheader would have been cool, though, I think. Just having entire season finale in, in the same stadium. And maybe play them the other way around. Yes, yeah.
0: The funny thing about this format is that that's not the last day of the season. There is another weekend of fixtures in the relegation round which is a real surely a bit of a damp squib for all concerned but Southern will play Rescap Sioux One three o'clock see this is a double header this is also a double header in Sioux One. Southern Rescap Rangers Valley at half five my prediction is that by this point Valley will be confirmed as the bottom team because I think Rescap will beat them so it'll really be about Southern and Rangers
1: and who can finish top out of those two Teams. My prediction is that no one is going to be interested, aside <laughs> <laughs> from those involved. I reckon even some of those involved don't be interested.
0: That's probably fair. I don't get it. So the theory is that because Kichi, Lehman and Eastern are all playing in continental competitions, hopefully in June, in you know the remainder of the summer, that the league has helped them to finish earlier to get a bit more of a run-up but it's just so absurd to have a final round in the relegation group that's just my two penneth anyone care to disagree
2: well you're not calling the shots so
1: (laughs) no and it probably should stay that way uh... (laughs) so this isn't campaigning yeah no okay Perhaps, given the bottom four teams aren't really providing too many of the representative team, the timing is also, you know, we'll get the top teams finished early. Yeah, good
0: point. Other than, I think, James Har for Southern. Can't really think of anyone else who's going to be involved in the national setup, representative setup, I should say. Um, okay, well, on that note, I think we've covered everything. We did. That's about it for this fortnight. We'll speak to you in a couple of weeks when hopefully we'll know who's won.
2: The relegation group. Yeah, who's, who's won the relegation group.
0: <laughs> Until then, listeners, take care. Get down to the football. Hope your team wins. Chopper. Stay cool out there. Stay <laughs> hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 We like Hong Kong. That's a place for you.